We live. Live and direct from the one six oot now. Not quite. Not quite. Uh speaking of rap music, did you know that it took Jay-Z seven years to be famous? <laughs> according, according to Matt, according to hip hop expert Matt Rule. <laughs> it takes time. Jay-Z took seven years to build Rockefeller, according to Matt Rule. Yes, according to him. Oh, um, <laughs> wow. It's one you know what? I was gonna make a bad joke. I'm not gonna do it. There's a lot of bad jokes I, you can make about the, the Panthers. Speaking of bad jokes, uh Panthers today versus the Buccaneers lose 32 to 6. Speaking of bad jokes and maybe bad dreams and bad football and what else? What else we got bad? Uh, uh just, <laughs> just, just bad. It's just just everything's bad. Everything's bad. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Under Construction. Rodney! Rodney's here now. We forgot how you look, buddy. How you doing, man? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, sir. <laughs> Someone uh, suggested that we talk about the Panthers for, or the Hornets for an hour. You know, I don't disagree with that, but out of, out of pure obligation, we We're have here. to. We're here. Yeah. 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 So let's go ahead and get this out the way and talk about the Panthers loss to the, the NFC South champion. I w- I'd rather talk about Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Since that's what Matt rules. I mean, come on, man. How tone deaf can you get? I mean, <laughs> do you think that's what the fans want to hear right now? Rodney, if you didn't hear, apparently Matt Rule says, you know, to, to Jay-Z. Oh, that's a feedback. Hold on. Okay, we're good. According right, to Matt Rule, it took Jay Z seven years to build Rockefeller Rodney again, just in case you didn't hear that part. Yeah. Oh, man. Look, 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 look. We're that far bad that we. Matt Rule is talking about Jay Z. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, we're so not making was, it up. So, so, I was just listening to uh, Cam, a little bit of Cam Newton's uh, press conference, man. It's. Whew. Very reflective. Thinking about just the the, the uh, keep pounding moniker. Uh, shouted out some of his old teammates, and he he took a lot of accountability. He he's saying that the city of Charlotte deserves better. And an understatement. And he, he he's saying he's not taking the cow way out and and and, and not blaming himself, but he he says it's I don't know, man. It's 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 a sad feeling because I I, I know this is his, it, this is his last game as a, as a Panther at home, essentially. And um, so, I I I I tend to agree, man. And, and look, and and honestly, where I'm at with this right now is I don't even mind if it is, man, because I don't know if I even want him coming back to this mess next year. And I don't mean to even jump ahead because we'll get into this, you know, a little a little hey, further look, along look. In, the, in the cast. But let's stay uh huh. Let, let let's stay at this point. Vashti reported a few weeks ago, last week or whatever, that in all likelihood Matt Rule is coming back next year for year three. Right. And to what indication? That Sam Donald took the majority of the snaps, kind of gave you today. Like, 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 how did you feel? How do you guys feel about that today? Bluetooth pairing. 
it's that that's Cam Newton's last game as a Panther. I mean, you know, they went all in on Sam Darnold. And so sometimes you have to if you went all in on that, that's that's what you gotta go with. Yeah. Um, you know, Sam Darnold is going to be healthy, and the Panthers will feel like they didn't get a chance to properly fully evaluate Sam Darnold over the course of the season because he got injured. And they're going to look at how we began the season. That's when they go back and they have that final meeting in, in Tepper's office. They're going to at least Matt Rule and his compatriots are going to talk about the three and zero start. Look at what we were able to do with Sam Darnold and a top defense. We were able to essentially be dominant for three games and competitive for the next three after that, despite even losing Christian McCaffrey. They're going to look. They're going to say that. And I think that's what they're going to roll with. That's they're going to give Matt Rule one more year, which I think, I, honestly, I think that's fair. I mean, we we might not want to hear that, but but yeah, I, probably right. Is. Especially, yeah, yeah. and we've said this on the show before. Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer have come out. They came out and said the offense is gonna be bad because we are building the defense first. Oh, he 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 got that part right. Yeah, and the defense. I mean, it's the number two defense in the league. You really can't argue with those results. It's just that Ooh, the offense is not good enough. To the rushing yards today, bro. The, the 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 rushing yards have all have been a weak point of the all defense. All season, ever since the Dallas Cowboys game, they exposed. Um, you know the 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 Carolina Panthers rushing defense. You hit him in the middle, which is disappointing considering we have Derek Brown there. But I also think that that is uh, who. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I think that's a product of how our defense is designed uh, to to rush the, the passer. So um, you shore up some of those issues. Uh, you shore up your linebacking core in free agency. And then you build in the draft around your offensive line. I think that's going to be the plan, the plan for the Panthers. And if we have a season where we make the playoffs next season, then people are going to forget about this year. And then I think that's what David Tepper's hoping. They're going to forget about this year. They're going to forget about Cam Newton. They're going to forget about all that. But next season, if it's just as bad, then you hit the reset button again, at, le- at least on the coaching staff. Let me, um, let, me you, let me ask you a question, Jamal. Before you go, let me ask you guys a question. Do you do you trust Matt Rule in making the next quarterback decision for the Panthers? No, absolutely not. How can you? Um, whatever happens, man, and maybe we need to get Vash time since he's sitting next to Tepper, but she have more input on this. But here's what I think, man. Whatever happens in the offseason, and we've said this with this other franchiser, uh, uh, you know, that that's eight minutes away from the stadium. Fitterer, Rule, and Tepper need to be on the same page, regardless of who has the final, who really has the final say, and who's really going to make that final call. Whatever happens, they have got to get on the same page, and they and they have to get on whatever they want out of their quarterback, whatever whatever they envision for the offense. They have to have the same vision, and not to sound like a broken record again, we're sitting here talking quarterback, 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 quarterback. When the glaring issue is the people who protect the damn quarterback, yeah, it's it's not like Sam Darnold came in and lit it up. Look, it, I, look, I I I don't care if it was Brett Favre, the ghost of Steve Young, Kerry Collins. There's no quarterback who can win with this line. Uh, Robbie Anderson 
the comment that he made earlier this week, I don't think he wanted to say that because he didn't want to. Right. Uh, he didn't want to call anybody he else. He didn't want to call anybody yeah. out. But that's what he, what he didn't say anything that was a lie. Right. I mean, so, and if you look at the game today, you know, Tampa Bay Bucks, seven sacks, three on Cam, four on Sam Darnold. It, it was just even even the interception that Cam threw, which it looked like, well, it looked like, hey, that was a bad throw, but he was trying to throw the ball away. He couldn't throw it down the right side, throw it away because there was nobody there. The play was on the left side of the field, so he was just trying to throw it out of bounds, I think. And he, he got hit and, and threw a duck because he couldn't keep guys out of his face. I don't th- I don't know who, from a quarterback perspective, would make this team any better behind that offensive line. Also, we're without Christian McCaffrey. We, we don't have a really even a good offensive scheme. Uh, we don't use our tight ends enough. Which brings me back to what I say every week on this show. <laughs> the offense is dysfunctional from top to bottom. We said every doggone week. E- even some of the national guys are starting to say the same thing. And and you, it brings me to a point, Kaiser. People are going to compare Sam Donald's game versus Cam Newton's game. People are going to start the comparisons. And if you look at the game objectively, there's no damn difference. You know why? Because the whole system is just dysfunctional. Exactly. Yep. Neither one of these quarterbacks produced a touchdown today. Bottom line, They're, Sam Donald and Cam Newton are obviously different types of quarterbacks. Let's state the obvious. Right. Both types of quarterbacks didn't produce a scoring drive today. It's All, that, I, mean, I mean, the touchdown yeah. today. I'm sorry. Uh, Cam, 7 for 13, 61 yards in an interception. Sam Donald did not throw an interception, but he was only 15 to 32 for 190 yards. I mean, obviously he threw uh, two and a half times as as many passes as Cam did. I just and in the one chance that we had to score, what happened? Amir, uh, yeah, Abdullah tripped over the O line and fell. If that is not the Panther season in the nutshell, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what is. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, so Panthers fans, next, really, you just shut it down for this season and get ready for next season and hope what ta- David Tepper is hoping, which is. That uh, that will win games next season, and everyone will forget it. Because let's be honest, when the last time we rebuilt with Ron Rivera and Cam Newton, I remember that third season. The Panthers were good. We made right. we won the division, went to the playoffs. We lost to Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers, but that was a good season right. for the Panthers. Who remembers the previous season? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody remembers the, the previous season in which the Panthers went uh, what six and ten. Yeah. Or seven, they might have gone seven and nine that year. I think they went six and ten, and seven and nine, and twelve and four. No one remembers that seven and nine season. So winning solves all. If the Panthers win, and, and to be fair to them, with their defense, I think they're in a good, in a better position to be more competitive next season. They just yo. Can, can, can I talk about somebody on that defense today? Talk about everybody. Talk about everybody. No, I, I just want to bring up one person, like. Stephon Gilmore got cooked. He he had a bad day today. He had Stephon Gilmore had a bad day today. Go ahead, man. I don't want to interrupt your thought. Go ahead. I mean, it's, it's if, if you're in the front office and you see that, do you bring him back next year, knowing that you got J.C. Horn coming back, C.J. Henderson, young guys, and everybody? Yes, I'm gonna tell you why. <clears throat> All right, so you look at today, and I'm just 
Just strictly sticking, sticking, talking about today so far. Gilmore got cooked today, but you could also ask yourself how much of that was kind of related to scheme. Because I noticed there was a bunch of soft covers today. There's a lot of cover two, cover three. So it's not like Gilmore was mano a mano against Brown a whole lot today. You know what I mean? He's going to be in the screen when when Brown obviously catches the ball. He's going to be the closest guy nearby. But right. you got to give Antonio Brown some credit. Brown, Antonio Brown is a really good receiver. Let's give credit where credit is due. Schematically, schematically, I don't know if cover two, cover three is the right scheme to really cover Antonio Brown. Ten also, catches, one hundred one yards today. Also, I, we can't we can't say the uh, uh, you know when it comes to Cam Newton. Well, hey, he's been sitting on the couch and he comes into a new team and da da da, and then not say the same for Stephon Gilmore. The same situation. He same team, same team. Patriots. Yep. You know, he he had not played with them during the preseason at all. Uh, and then he has he comes to the Carolina Panthers in the middle of the season. He has to learn the playbook. And I know the defensive playbook probably isn't as off, as complex as the offensive playbook, but there's still a lot to learn in terms of scheme. I think Stephon Gilmore has played well considering those circumstances throughout the course of the season. Um, it's just that today, you know, plus, I mean, you're playing Tom Brady and the Bucks, who have one of the best – Offenses in the league. You got Antonio Brown, and then, you know, and they didn't have. They had a lot of injuries, right. and they still had Rob Gronkowski, who it, he's weird. He won't do anything the whole damn game. But, but to and, put the game away, and then, you want to put exactly, the game on ice. And then, and then you know, suddenly he just appears out of nowhere <laughs> and and gets a big play that leads to a touchdown. So I'm not going to single out Stephon Gilmore. For his season entirely, he had a bad game today. But I think for the front office, you say, okay, what what can he bring us versus uh, the detriments? And he's veteran leadership. He's still a starting corner in the NFL. Um, The question is going to come down to what's he going to cost? Right. Because, hey, Chris Galloway brings up a good point. Let me know if y'all agree with this or not. Uh, Galloway says, I don't know if I agree with this part, but y'all let me know. Gilmore starting to break down health wise, so the price would have to be right. Rodney, what you think about that? Um, first of all, Chris never has good points. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I can see him back on the cheap as a situational, like veteran leader on the team in the future. Uh, but I mean, like Chris said, the price has to be right. I, I'm not. I'm not breaking the bank for for an older guy. Me speaking as an older guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, 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 oh. And, and then to answer somebody's question, next year we're projected to have around 28 million in cap space. And that's around 1920th in the league. And we have one top 100 pick. And <laughs> which is which is pretty bad. But I mean, if Jesus. if, if if we can get some guys to take a pay cut, I can see that physically getting to around $40 million in cap space. No, would you take a pay cut for the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, hell no. No, absolutely what? not. What? Uh, not, not unless my wife says she wanted to really stay here. I mean, yeah, here, but... typically when, when guys take pay cuts, it's because there's a marquee player on their team that you say, okay, we, we got to keep this guy. Or it's worth the situation. You take a pay or, cut when you say you're in contention for a Super Bowl. Right. Or, or I could just cut you. 
I go to another. I mean, even better. They cut Denzel Perryman. He in the Pro Bowl. I, I shoot. Yes, if I'm a Carolina Panther, you can cut me. You can cut me. I'm gonna go somewhere else and get paid. Shout out to Denzel Perryman. Gosh, Pro Bowl. boy, what a yeah. what a blunder. Bye mm. bye. Wait, look. I don't want to get. I don't want to get sidetracked too much. But imagine seeing Denzel Perryman go to Super Bowl. And then last night, seeing Rasul Douglas have a damn career resurrection in Green Bay. Bro, bro, I just want to get that out of the way. Even Kenyon Barner was smoking. Ken- Kenyon, Kenyon Barner, who I, I ain't heard that name in seven years. <laughs> <Yeah>. This dude, <laughs> he he been making plays. At- <laughs> you know what? Oh, man. I, no, you can't make this stuff up, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'll say this. I, this question has been floated around internet land for the past week or so. Whether or not this season is worse than the season that preceded Cam Newton, that one in, in uh, 15, one in fifteen season, one in fifteen season, and I say that that was I, I don't think this season is worse. That and the two and fourteen season clearly were the two worst seasons. Two and fourteen was pretty bad. Was those were terrible because there was because you didn't think, man, they're going to be better next season. I didn't and I didn't think that. Uh, after the the one in fifteen season, that Kaiser, didn't be any better. Kaiser, even with Kaiser, I got some pushback for you. I got some pushback. After the two and fourteen season, we 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 knew we were assured the number one pick, and we and with that comes hope. As of right now, we have like a top well, seven eight pick. Where, where are the quarterbacks in this draft? And also, do we have an offensive line to protect? But here's here's another difference, though. I'll say this season is more dysfunctional than those seasons, mainly because those seasons were at the very end of coaching regimes. Yeah, the right. end. It was the end of George Seifert. Yeah, George, era. George Seifert was didn't get yeah. tough. It, yeah, he didn't did not care. And then it was the end of the John Fox era. Whereas this is the beginning. Who also didn't give a cuff. Right. Yeah. Um, this is the beginning of the Matt Rule era. And yes, we don't have a number one pick, but also in 2010, remember people. Who drove F one fifties were very upset that Andrew Luck had decided to to not come out for the draft, and that it looked like Cam Newton was going to be the pick. Right. And no, to be fair, no one thought Cam was going to be as good. Even even I was blown away when Cam Newton came well, to the league and just starts tearing. Well, up. You let some people tell it. He only had one good season. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, we just forget about his four thousand yards. Yeah, I don't. I don't, even, I, don't, I don't entertain. But people, I'll, I'll say this. The Panthers' defense is as good as advertised. I I think from a roster standpoint, right? I think they're if they can shore up the issues with stopping the run, they're going to be straight. Teams find it actually find it very hard to pass. Well, if they stop letting go of the talent that they actually have, maybe they wouldn't have to dig themselves out of that hole. So I'm I'm just not convinced the offense is shout out be... to the buffalo bills sorry go ahead oh, man. yeah the, yeah you mean the carolina panthers yeah North? yeah right go, yeah, i'm so, not even interrupt i'm sorry I, i'm just not i'm not certain next year is going to be much better on the offense side of the ball yeah i mean what do you do so, it, even if you have all this cap space what you, who wants, not, who's gonna come you're not gonna well first of all you're not gonna sign the offensive lineman that's a, that offensive linemen don't hit free agency they don't that's yeah, the exactly. that's the main thing and 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 God bless you trying to find that guy in the draft because we've been trying to do that and it hadn't worked out for us too well. No, so. no, 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 no. For the past two drafts, we passed us some offensive linemen because their arms were a little shorter than normal. And so <laughs> they weren't suitable for left tackle. So we had to kind of pass from them. And didn't we sign – didn't we draft 
a guy who is the number one highest rated PFF tackle, offensive tackle and of start, all time, and then start him at the, the guard, wrong side. Guard, yeah. Haven't we done? And then when he's played, hey man, coach is the correct side. He's played. He's played well. Coach is a genius. Well, you know what? Is that the bright side? Because Brady Christensen, he didn't play bad today. He had him really no. play bad. Is that the is that a bright spot? Is that a little bit of hope? I'm telling Maybe. you, you put him you put him on the correct side. I think that the O line's better. No. I, I, and Matt, Matt Rule has not come out and said, "I need an explanation." Because I'm not a football genius, he so I need you to explain to me. Short. He was yeah. saying his arms are shorter than 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 you would like. And that he 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 wouldn't make a good left. Now I know PFF is not the end all be all, but they said, hey, this guy, according to our metrics, is the best offensive tackle in the history of college football. <laughs> He's the best. But let's stick him at guard. But put him at guard. No, no, no. Let's stick him at guard while we draft another guard. Yes. Who, you know, so I need. So I need to know play? what Matt Rule knows that PFF doesn't know. That part, Rodney. Yeah. That Matt part. Rule. Matt Rule. Turned around Temple, and he turned around Baylor. How's Baylor? Doing How's Baylor here? doing these days? <laughs> Pretty good. Look, 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 look. Nobody said nobody's talking about twenty twenty one. It, it look, it, it's, it's still an asterisk. COVID is still going around, so we'll know the true effect of Matt Rule leaving next year. But Matt Rule is a functional genius, and we just have to tap into his geniusy <laughs> to, to, to 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 win a Super Bowl within the next. Five, seven, seven years. years. That's how long it took Jay Z. That's a, right. That's so, a, that's how long it took Michael Jordan to win his first championship too. So, may, may, so that means we got what four more years of this. Is that yeah. what we were saying? Yeah, we're good. Um, Danny, um, against my better judgment, I guess you can call in today. Against my better judgment, I, I cannot promise I won't hang up on you today. But Danny, if you'd like to call in and brag about your struggle win over the Lions, please feel free to do so. Back Ooh. to the show. Um, so, all right, let's uh, – let's, we've given the, the Panthers uh, just too much time, in my opinion. Uh, offensive MVP. <laughs> offensive MVP. Rodney, you want to take that one first, brother? Um, shout out to the new kicker. I can't pronounce your name. Oh, yeah, um, two field goals. He was the only person that scored two today. Two, two yep. field goals in, in your first game as a field goal kicker. Yeah, Shout I can't pronounce the name. Har Har uh, Rulahu. Has Rulahu? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Good job, bro. I'm gonna go. I'm shout out to Shot Smith. Uh, Shot Smith, the rookie, came in today, three catches, 86 yards. Hey, yeah, he had and a he had a really had a, good. A, uh, he bailed, good he bailed Sam Darnold out. Uh, yeah, of a play which, but uh, my guy is gonna be Lachlan Edwards, the punter. 253 yards on five punts. Hey, That's incredible. That man did his job today. He, man. Yeah, he earned his paycheck. Uh, Matt Rule going to throw him under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had got better punting. <laughs> he had a 60-yard <laughs> punt today. He put in work. We got to win the game of field position. We didn't quite win it today. That 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 punter of ours. He, he oh. yeah, that's that's actually a new game. I'm gonna play with Matt. Who's he gonna throw under the bus Ooh. this week? You know, at least at least I'll say this about Ron Rivera, John Fox, and even George Seifert. When the team was terrible, they took credit for the team being terrible. Especially Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, hey, that's on me. I gotta do better. John Fox, hey, I gotta do a better job. I got out coach. It, it is what it is. 
Matt Rule? No. No, it's not his fault. <laughs> hey, I, I turned around Baylor and Temple. It can't be my fault. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, sir. Uh, uh-uh. I called the plays. They didn't execute. Not my problem. I'm still getting paid on Monday. Is there is there a defensive MVP? Um, no. The, I have one. The Bank of America crowd today is the defensive MVP. I I heard they started to fire Matt Rule chant. So oh, okay. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, guys, uh, I have to hold on real quick, guys. We have a we have a caller on the line. Unfortunately. Um, I really don't want to, but you know, here we go. Caller, state your name. Boom. Well, happy holiday, fellas. What's up, Danny? How you doing, sir? Hey, uh, I just wanted to wish my, my three of my favorite guys from Charlotte, you know, happy holidays and you know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And you know, it's, it, it's a beautiful day in Carolina. Would you like to talk about anything football related, yeah. sir? We, we can you get to the point, sir, please. <laughs> I mean, if this is the end of Cam Newton, do you think Matt Rule should have given him one last series so a fans could really give him his last moment of shine since he's never gotten it? Thank you for your questions, caller. Um, no, I, to me, it's, it's just I. I hate that Matt or that Cam Newton's final. Stint as a Panther is going to be associated with this shit show of a team. That's it's it, and and it's not his fault. It is, it's, it's different than like, uh, you know, a lot of players in their twilight they're bad, and because they're bad, the team's bad. But the team's been bad ever since Cam left the first time, and he came back and it was, and it's still bad. And he's he's taking all of the blame. You know, they asked him during the press conference post game, was it difficult doing the two back quarterback? Da, 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 da. Which it probably is. Uh, it has to be, right? But, but he said, no, you just got to do your job. There, there's something wrong when Cam Newton, I, I'm not saying this against Cam Newton, but Cam Newton has been the most professional person out of all the Panthers organization for the last month. He He's, he's the one that has to die on the sword and respectfully answer these questions in the press every week. And he's just been answering them as gracefully and yeah. as classy as you can, as you can ask for. And that's and to answer Danny's question, man, I don't want to, I, I really didn't even care about some makeshift swan song for Cam Newton, man. Just, right, yeah. just let him bow out gracefully, man. Rodney, what you think, bro? Um, it, no, I mean, just out of respect for him, no. I mean, just let Sam get punished. But uh, I, I, I mean, it, it, it was just kind of sad looking at, at Cam on the sideline, just because I, I could look at his face, yeah, and tell that he was just thinking like, like, why did I come back to this? this? Yeah, that I sign up for this. And he just kind of was reflective of of all the years in Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean. He led us to our best years ever as a team. Like, he was part of that keep pounding thing. Cam Newton was the Carolina Panthers. Right. I mean, and just to see, like, he's been through the whole regime change and, 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 and he's seen, he's seen, seen the fans evolve. And I believe he, he's genuinely sorry that everything didn't go as well as he would plan, as, as he planned it would go. 
and he want I, I he's better than me because I, I I would throw the whole offensive line under the bus. <laughs> I wouldn't care at this point. I mean it's 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 a real detriment to the team at this point. I mean we can't expect no quarterback to perform under all this duress. I mean, it's, it's, right. I don't know. It's, it's something that Matt rule put together. These are his handpicked players. And we, we we're now seeing what's, what was happening. He's not a good talent evaluator. And to me, he's not a leader of men. He's a leader of young, young boys and children, not men. All right, man. I think we've had enough. Yeah. Uh, do we beat the Saints next week? I, no, no. Okay, no. so on to uh, the <laughs> no, no predictions. Huh? No, no. Uh, we're gonna lose. Um, you know, if we win next, we're gonna be mad. Not because I want the Panthers to tank or anything, but it's just like, like, oh, now. But to me, that'll be the most Panther thing ever if we win next week. Win next week, and then watch. Like, Tampa Bay is gonna sit everybody, and we'll win that we'll game. Win too. that game too, yeah. and then. Matt Rule said, hey, we ended the season. You know, we ended it uh, on a very competitive <laughs> note. And I, I like the direct – you know what? Let's move on. All right. So, the other team in Charlotte had a wild week. Um, we were wrong. We said 0-3. We said 0-3, and, and uh, we pulled one out against uh, – now, we, we lost to Phoenix. We really lost to Phoenix. Um, we <laughs> lost to Utah because – we don't know what to do in the fourth quarter. And then uh, we almost lost to Denver the same way. But, but boy, P.J. Washington and Jalen McDaniels decided um, they want more playing time. So, um, so. And, and, and before we move on, Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington are now in COVID protocols along with uh, DeMar Gordon. And uh, I'm not surprised by those two being the protocol. Yeah. I'm I'm upset because Bridges. Hey, what, hey, what do you mean by that, Rodney? <laughs> Expound. I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm gonna leave that one alone. And because I think I know where you're going with that, but we'll leave that one yeah, alone. Yeah, Bridges actually had a really, really good week in Hey, real quick, Kaiser, real quick. Bridges had a good week, but you know what he didn't do good? Rap. Miles Bridges, stop making songs. Hey, please. Um Let's move on. You know, maybe, maybe. See, and here's what's gonna suck. He's in COVID protocols, and he ain't got so, nothing to so do. He got nothing to do but make more <laughs> bad songs. <laughs> Just to make some, you know. Yeah, but Miles Bridges had a great, he had a great basketball great week, week yes. and it really sucks that he won't be here for because we we owe Houston one. Like you got to you got to be. In my opinion, you have to beat Houston and Indiana. You have to win those games. Um, put yourself two two games above five hundred before you play Phoenix again. Yeah, and uh, Miles Bridges had. Uh, 26 points against the Suns, 21 against Utah, 21 against Denver, doing everything that Miles Bridges does on both ends. We're going to miss him against uh, against Houston. So I want to hurry up and get this out the way because this was the most horrible game this week when we played against the Suns. I have smoke to give. I have some smoke to give out. <clears throat> Sir, I have defended you all season. I really like you on this team. When people say you're overpaid, you know, I give context. I I still like you here. I don't want to trade you for Miles Turner, but I have to give you smoke, Gordon Hayward. Gordon, I I don't know if something's wrong physically because, you know, he did miss a game because of lower back soreness. I think he missed the Utah game, right? 
So I, I say that to give context. I don't know if something is going on with him physically or not. With that being said, Gordon Hayward, you got to play better, homeboy. Four for 13, nine points against the Suns. And then you stink it up against the against the Nuggets as well. Play yeah. better, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, I, before uh, the San Antonio game in which he scored 41, he came out and made a statement in which he, he talked about how he needed to be more aggressive and he felt like he wasn't playing well. And he comes out and scores 41, and then he, he disappears after that. And I think – that maybe I mean Gordon Hayward is not a spring chicken anymore. Um, he's had some injuries. I think given a gargantuan effort like he did against the Suns, probably wore his butt out. But here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. If it's if, if it's if that's truly the case, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? Let me let me rest the game. No, no, there is. is it, well, <laughs> <laughs> of course there really is. But you get what I'm yeah, saying. Exactly. Yeah. If, if, if we're looking at the long run and saving him for when we really need him, if our ultimate goal is to make the playoffs, send him down a couple games, man. And, and the thing is, is I don't think uh, – like <laughs> I don't if, like that face Rodney's making. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's an issue of even uh, – well, you know, he was not aggressive against the Suns. He only shot – well, no, he was aggressive against the Suns. He just – the shots weren't falling. Right. Shot, shot 13 times, shot five times from three-point range, made his first three – uh, that he attempted. But, minus 29. Yeah, just, but everybody was like minus yeah, 28. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why is it every time we come out in the first quarter, we get freaking blitzed? Like, I, I just it, – it, outside of the Denver game, we it's, – it's like we let up 30, 40-point quarters. We get lit the hell up, and it, it kind of sets the tone how the game's going to go. We always try to claw back, and it's just like if, if you come out focused and, and 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 put forth the effort defensively and set that tone, the game will go really it'll a go lot well easier. Through. A lot easier. I think it's, it's, I think it's. I uh, I'm actually going to leverage some criticism at Borrego here. Y'all know how much I love JB, but it's the scheme and the pace. The Hornets lead the league in, in pace. pace. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they also lead the league in three point shooting percentage. And three-point shooting attempts. They come out in the first quarter and they jack up as many threes as they can, and then they get back on transition defense. That's that's the Hornets' game plan. Go down court, look for the three, shoot it, run back, right, and and play transition defense. The problem is that they're getting back on defense, but when you give when, when you have such a high pace, you also give the other team more opportunities, more opportunities to, score. to score. Yeah. So the other teams are coming out and they're not jacking up threes. They're taking. Right. They're taking the the high percentage shots so they can build their rhythm to then start shooting threes, and then by the time we warm up, you know it's because usually too late. It's too late. It, they've already scored forty one points, and then that's why the Hornets are such a good comeback team because okay, we're we're warmed up now. We're in our rhythm because we done shot twenty seven threes in the first in the first quarter. I, there are a lot of times I think the Hornets should take the high percentage shots. I understand from an analytic standpoint you want to shoot the three, but you have to kind of Get in your shooting rhythm. The Hornets never do that. Kaiser, that's that's an excellent point, man. And it's it's kind of been the season long kind of argument with this team as far as pace versus defense. And something I've been thinking about with the Hornets, man. Like sometimes, and I and I mean this for any sports team. You know how most sports teams they want like an identity, and they like they live right. and die by a certain identity. Sometimes it's okay to be a chameleon. You know what I mean? Like. 
Like sometimes the Hornets can come out and say, maybe we don't play as fast. Maybe we get more in our in our half court set and execute that way. Right. So we're not giving the other teams, you know, more opportunities to score. Like it's okay to switch up that identity sometimes. And I think that's gonna be even that much more important if we get to the playoffs and the game starts slowing down, you're going right. to have to be a different team. You know what I mean? So is this something to think about with, with us in the first quarter? <laughs> you, you guys make good points. You guys make good points. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to run. We don't have a defensive backcourt. And I'm gonna leave it well, like which is the next point that I was gonna make. But go, nah, go ahead, let, let Ronnie finish. Go ahead, bro. No, I'm, 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 look, I mean, because I mean, it, you better if run. You Denver, if, if you look at that Denver game, you better duck. If you, look at that, if you look at that Denver game, there was a point guard in the game who could play a little bit of defense, pressure that ball, pester everybody. And there's a reason why somebody didn't come back in the game. I'm gonna just leave it like that. Look, let's talk about that. So our much beloved second year point guard. We we love him, right? I love Lamella Ball. We all think he's gonna be a superstar. I, 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 yeah, right. He, he's, he's gonna make the all-star team this, this year. I think we, we all think he's gonna be that too. But let, let let's break this down, y'all. That first quarter, most games, Lamella wants to play passing lanes. Lamella wants to, he he wants to hit the home run. You know what I mean? Lamella's not a let me get in front of my guy. And not like his brother. Up, is. Not like his brother right. is. Lamella wants that steal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So what happens a lot is when Lamella is gambling on defense, those point guards are getting in the lane. And what happens when you get in the lane, especially when you don't have a damn center? What happens? You're gonna kick that ball out, and them teams are gonna hit these threes. In fact, teams they bait. Lamelo, if I can see it, I know the coaches. I know the coaches staff sees it. They bait him into playing the passing lanes to get open threes. Sometimes he just needs to. Let let me ask you a question. As far as roster construction is concerned, would it be more prudent to get like a six seven, six eight type two guard like Kelly Oubre? Like Kelly Oubre, who was starting the season when the Hornets were twelve and five. Like, hey man, look, I, I, like, look, I, 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 look, you said it. I didn't say it. Y'all going there? It, 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 to, to, to me, it'd be smarter to start someone like him to make up for some of Lamelo's deficiencies. I, I, I honestly think he'll get better. And, and, and to, to me, with him, is, is more of a patience issue. He wants to speed up that pace. Yeah, I agree. And and and, and, and I get it sometimes, but. Sometimes you just got to be patient. Use your life as your advantage for these for these. Small I, I, did you guys watch the Golden State Suns game last night? I did. Okay, so yep. I'm watching that game because of one main reason besides Steph Curry. But the Golden State Warriors are like the best defensive team in the league. But that can't be true, Kaiser, because they don't have a rim protector. And somebody have, told me that if you don't have a rim protector, you can't possibly play good yeah, NBA defense. They don't have a rim protector. Steph Curry, who is not known as a defender, a although defender. And he, although he plays defense a lot like – or he doesn't gamble as much as he used to. But Steph Curry will get a lot of passing lane steals. He's led the league in steals before. But when you look at how Golden State's roster is constructed, they how are they the best defense in the league? And they're the number four um, 
team as far as offensive efficiency. Charlotte is number two in offensive efficiency, but we're dead last in efficiency, whereas Golden State is right behind us in offensive efficiency, but far and away. No one else is – they're the only team that per 100 possessions is below 100. I don't I don't understand what Golden State is doing that the Hornets cannot – Seem to figure do, out because they place a lot of. Now, granted, they have Draymond Green, and you know Draymond's he, a pretty dog. I mean, he can, he's he can, one, he's he can defend all. Yeah, he can yeah. do all five positions. Right. But I, I still feel like, like, is that the difference? I mean, he is Bielitsa really like, like Bielitsa? Whatever his name, whatever his name is. is, I don't even know who he can't be a good defender. Right? Right, yeah, well, would, would you guys trade Mason Plumley for Bielitsa? No, guys, guys, it's it's it's. They have a their scouting is great. You got somebody like Toscano Anderson, uh, you, Otto you Porter. A, you pick up an Otto Gary Porter, Payton, the second, and, and yeah. you, take, you take a chance on Gary Payton. You already have a system, you, you have vet leaders like Andre Iguodala, who kind of sets that tone, Draymond Green, who sets that tone. It's ingrained in them, like they, they have a set defensive system. Where it's like they put the pressure on the ball, they recover great, and and, and it's 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 masterful to watch. It's just, it's they it's play like, help defense out. correctly. We talked we talked about this they, in the past weeks. It's called discipline, right? Yes, the guards don't overplay the the ball handler. They let their guys come baseline and defend the paint, and then have people sit in the. And here's you know what's crazy, Lamelo Ball. Could live in the passing lanes if the teams played help defense correctly. Right, but we right. don't. But he don't. He could if you, if you have your guy slide over from the baseline and protect the paint, then that gives Lamelo the freedom actually to play the passing lanes, so that the point guard does not he has nowhere to kick out to. And look, and here's where I will give way to the argument of a defensive center because even if Lamelo was gambling so much, now of course you, you could gamble a little more if you had that big time shot blocker in the middle, but we don't. So, but which, I don't even like the I don't like the idea. I, of, I don't look because it still puts him in a bad position either way. I don't, I don't, I don't like don't the idea of well, if we have Miles Turner sitting there, then no, 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 it's it just, you still want your guys to be disciplined defensively. Imagine if you had someone like Miles Turner, it'll and, be much better. And that and that's what teams would. Phoenix don't they don't cheat on help defense. Two points I want to make now for for those watching, we're not going to turn this into a Warriors versus Suns podcast. But I want to make one point of what of what I saw in that game, man. You look at us when we played the Phoenix Suns. Let, let's look at the game where we played the Suns. Unfortunately, we have to, okay? That Suns offense was like Boy. clockwork. I mean, it was clicking Man. on all awesome. we looked We looked downright silly trying to guard the Suns. I, we, like, constantly in scramble mode. Every, every possessor was constantly just scrambling, and there was always a shooter open on the corner. What do the Golden State Warriors do to Kaz's point? They helped correctly, and they stayed right. disciplined. And they kept Chris Paul out the lane as much as you possibly can. And don't, don't get me wrong. Chris Paul is great, but they kept him out the paint as much as they possibly could. That's what led them to the win. It's such a contrast between the Warriors and the Hornets' defense. Now, one point. One, there's another point I'm going to make. This is why it's so frustrating to watch the Hornets sometimes. Because sometimes... When we do play defense, they look. It's like, damn it! Why can't we do this all the time? 
So like, what, like the time we beat the Warriors. So, so how do you correct that? Because a lot of people are going to say that's on coach, which I, I, look, I actually that was criticism. I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. But here's what the coach has to do. He's got to sit guys who don't. He's like he did, like he set Lamelo Ball, like he set Gordon Hayward, like he set Terry. He got to sit guys. If you're a fan, are you okay? Because I went on YouTube to watch the highlights of that game. And boy, people were mad LaMelo Ball didn't play in the fourth right. quarter. They were up. And someone said, and I hate when people say that. A win is a win, but. No, there's no but. A win is a win. A win is a win. In professional sports, you take a win however you can right. get it, man. But people are like, a win is a win, but you got to let LaMelo play. No, no you, you don't. don't. No, you, you don't, don't have to let LaMelo play. You, right. you tell LaMelo, hey, man, you weren't helping out correctly. I'm bringing Smith in, and he's going to win the game. Trust yeah. me, LaMelo Ball. Well, he one thing I love about Lamelo Ball, he learns his lessons. He he gonna take that to heart because when he does come back, when he does sit, he, he comes back in the game. He always he plays better. Plays better. Yeah. So, not not to mention if the look if the coach has the audacity to sit thirty million dollar man down, you think he gonna care about a rookie? <laughs> like, are you serious? Come on now, man. Look, look, I'm, I'm gonna say this in 2045, Lamelo Ball's tell all book. He's gonna thank James Morego. Absolutely, for correcting a lot of these mistakes, and people are gonna have I eat. I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm not gonna say that. People <laughs> gonna have pie in their face because they don't realize like Morego is a teacher. Mm-hmm. He, he 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 holds these guys accountable for these things, and Lamella Ball is as great of a talent that he is. He's not an exception to the rule. No, yeah. Like if, if if you're not performing out there, I'm not keeping you out there. I'm gonna yank you. The goal is to try to win games. Ish Smith had it, and Ish Smith won us that game. And who was the Play first the person up on the bench clapping? Lamella Ball. Lamella Ball. Because he wants you know, to win. Yeah. Exactly. Let me talk about this real quick before we get to our, our predictions. Raise your hand, Hornets fans, if you thought that P.J. Washington was ever going to develop into a solid starting five in the NBA. <laughs> I better not see it. I better not see a hand raised. Five. Let's be clear about that. P.J. Washington can play the five. It, it, there's only one reason why that is, and it's not because P.J. Washington over the offseason said, you know what, I'm going to learn how to play the five. No. Jays Bergel said, hey, we need you to play the five. You need to develop into a five. I still don't think that's the ideal position for P.J., but – he came in the game, and he actually played really good defense on probably the best overall center in the league, uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. And, I mean, P.J. essentially won the game for us with his late shooting. Is it fair? Is it a fair statement to say that P.J. Washington has probably been our most consistent, solid player this season? Is that a fair statement? No. Nah, uh-uh. Miles Bridges. Uh, but would you agree he's been pretty damn solid this season? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, especially considering he's still playing out of position. And I, I, this is something I want to rave about P.J. Washington for. There is no player on the Hornets who has been asked to kind of do so much outside of himself. He's right. constantly asked, hey, you go guard the guy that's seven inches taller than you. Go guard the guy that's 40 pounds heavier than you. He's he's that guy. He's always the guy that Borrego's asked to do something outside of what you would expect P.J. Washington to do. Right. 
That's what I most respect. And he hadn't said one word. He hadn't complained at all. He goes out and he does his job. I have I have big time respect for PJ Washington in that regards. I got to give props to Kelly Oubre on the Nuggets game because to start that game he stunk along with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward stunk all game. One for ten. Step it up, Gordon. But Kelly Oubre beginning of the game he stunk. Him and Ismith come to that game and change the entire yeah. landscape of that game, man. We don't win that game without Ish, Kelly, and PJ Washington for that Nuggets game. So big time props to those three, man. Also, the Denver Nuggets fans, boy, they are ready to jump off bridges and droves after the game. Someone called it the low point of their season, losing <laughs> to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, what is uh, Chris Galloway's son doing wrong? <laughs> why can't he get more why time? Can't, why can't Nick Richards get more time? Hmm. Um, um, he can't guard a pick and roll. He that's my that was what I was going to get. I'm gonna, I think next season is going to be a breakout season for Nick Richards. I, I think he's still learning. He he does some he he, he it's just a small mistake. You're right. He cannot guard a pick and roll. Sometimes he looks lost out there. Like he's just like a lot of I, times. What am I lost. supposed to be doing? Right. And then you know somebody's dunking. So I think that's all it is. Man. You y'all, y'all know when we have our our, our main man Jerry Valencourt on the show. And one of his favorite sayings is sometimes players give you wow moments, and that can kind of trick you sometimes. Nick Richards is that dude who gives you wow moments sometimes. He'll block a shot, and you'll be like, oh, my God, we finally have our <laughs> shot blocked. Yes! But I'm going to give y'all an example. Uh, this is just one example that kind of sums up Nick Richards as a whole. I want y'all to go back to that Utah game. There's an out-of-bounds play at the end of the half. All you got to do is don't give up a damn point oh at the rim. God, yes. That's all you got. All you got to do is guard the rim, make sure they don't score points yeah. at the rim. What does Nick Richards do? He gets lost on a damn pick. Rudy Gobert ducks the ball in that so, in like, half. Uh, it, and the thing is, that's the play you would have expected because there was so little time on the clock. You got to think, oh, they're going to try and lob. That is, that is that is Nick Richards in a nutshell. That is a microcosm as to why you don't see him on the floor more often. I also I'll think JB really likes the fact that PJ can shoot the three. Yeah. From the five. Stretches, stretches the and, and, and that actually helps with rebounding because then the opposing center has to make a choice. Do you right. want to defend PJ out on, you know, beyond the arc and – and then you know give up the inside presence, or do you want to step back and then let PG Washington, who is shooting forty percent from three, have an open shot? Right. I think Borrego. And, 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 and then I'm gonna say this too: PJ and Plumley are significantly better passers than yeah. Than, and people don't give Plumley credit for that at all. Like Plumley frustrates me, but I would be like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm okay though with like Nick Richards not being a good. Passer, I think you just have to adjust your offensive scheme to where he doesn't have to. Like, really, the only scoring Nick Richards should be doing is at the rim. Hey, bro, you got the ball like literally two inches from the basket. At the rim, you better dunk it. That's that should be the extent of Nick Richards' offense. But let me say this: I, that's what I actually really do like about Nick Richards is the way he attacks yeah. the basket when he is in the game. Like, I really like the. I look. I love I love my guy, Mr. Cody Zeller. But one one thing that used to make me want to throw my TV out the windows, he would get the ball in the basket and pump fake seven 70, times. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes go it's up, like, man, just go up, man. You're seven feet. Nick Richards has yeah. that in him 
So I'm looking forward to his the next step in his development when he starts learning the little nuances in the in the NBA game, so we can right. see more of him. Hey, if PJ Washington could become a solid five in the NBA, Nick I'm sure Nick Richards can too. Absolutely. I I have faith. I have so much faith in JB and Jay Triano's development of players. It, Same. It, it has not let us wrong yet, has it? It hasn't. I mean, it it really even players that have left and gone on to other teams, right? Um, are doing well at those other teams because they developed under us. I'm I'm confident. Next season is going to be the season for Nick Richards. I, I really feel that way. Yeah, I hope so. so. I really do. Okay. Uh, next time you guys see us, we'll have played Houston tomorrow and then Indiana on Wednesday. We we do play the Suns next Sunday, yeah. but we won't count that uh, yet. So hmm. now Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, and Cody Martin are all out because of health and safety protocols. I hate COVID. Man, this, so how do you guys see these two games playing, playing out? I say one and two. Man, that's pessimistic, but I understand. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna predict the Phoenix game yet. So I'm gonna say one and one. one. Yeah, we're just gonna do two games, Friday. One and one. I mean it's it's I mean it's it, we gotta play musical chairs again. It's shuffling with the rotation. And I wouldn't be shocked if we lost the Houston game and then win the Indiana game. That, that that's just coming from me. I think we're gonna uh, flip. We we owe Houston one. I think the players feel like we are a better team than the Rockets, and we owe them one. Are you you know, because you, you know what scares me about the Houston game. And I, I'm a, I'm just be honest, man. Houston for whatever reason has started shooting the three really well, and you know how we are when it comes to guarding the paint and letting other teams mm-hmm. shoot threes. That's the one thing that worries me about Houston. With that being said, I'm still gonna pick us to beat Houston. I actually think Indiana is probably tired of us kicking their ass. Yes. So I, I yeah. so we we may drop that one. In I Indiana. agree. I think Indiana's like, look, man, uh, we, we tired of we gotta <laughs> beat the Hornets sometime. Um, also, uh, we're playing Houston at home. The Hornets are eight and four at home, nine and thirteen on the road. Um, I, I think we'll we'll find a way to beat Houston. I don't think we need Miles Bridges, Cody Martin, and PJ Washington to beat Houston. Indiana is going to be tough, especially without PJ Washington, because yeah, the savior Miles Turner, who never really <laughs> performs against us, go figure. Yeah, he's but gonna have, he, he, he he won't have PJ Washington guarding him. Y'all sound like um, some haters. Y'all sound <laughs> like some haters. Miles Turner is the second coming of Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, hey man. Is, hey man, hey man, hey man, that, 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 that that eight point and four rebounds a game he averages against us, man. We sure could use that around here, boy. <laughs> Yeah, that changes the game, right? Two whole blocks. That that is 30 more wins right there, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You about to make some people mad, Jamal. It'll be all right. It'll be fun. It's Christmas time. Be happy. Yeah. Uh <laughs> the last, my last thing about the Hornets is that third hardest schedule in the league right now, due to strength of schedule. Got the worst they, part of it over. They played more Western Conference teams on the road. Then they've played Eastern Conference teams in total. Wow. That's dumb. That is the dumbest stat ever. That's crazy. And we've already had multiple players out for health and safety protocols. And despite all that, we're 17 500. 500. Just just as Rodney predicted. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) yeah. Hornets are 0 4 in overtime, though. I don't like that stat. I don't like that stat. I don't like that stat at all. They're 5 2 in the division, though. 
That's interesting because this is a tough division. Yeah, it Miami, is. Miami, Washington. Yeah, no. Uh, Chicago. You got some t- tough teams in that division. Uh, and and what's even more interesting is we're going to be playing those those guys oh, a yeah. lot more come, oh, yeah. come second half of the season. So I'm you know I'm still waiting for the Eastern Conference to equalize, but I don't know if that's if that's going to happen. I mean, I, I so we're starting to see a little bit. The Nets are number one, Chicago's number two, the Bucks are number three, Heat are four. But like Philly's only sixteen to sixteen, they're right? Like, they're you know, right. they're the seventh seed. Right. Uh, if the playoffs are starting today, the Hawks are worse than us somehow. Now to add context, Trey Young's been out. Trey Young's last but, couple of games. Hey, no, no, I don't want to hear. I, I don't want to hear <laughs> because Hornets fans. The whole five games. <laughs> when we all the whole team was out last season. Look, man. Hey, every team has injuries. Every team has injuries. <laughs> I don't want to hear. Uh, the Knicks. 15-18, Pacers 14-19. It's um, Eastern Conference is is, is – they, they said an interesting stat during the Phoenix game in which only five teams in the Western Conference are above 500, mm. whereas the Eastern Conference has nine teams that are 500 and better. Look, That's you, crazy. You know what that tells me, and, I mean, Captain Navi's statement, but more so than anything, we control our own destiny. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it is ultimately up to the Hornets to decide what kind of team are we going to be. Are we going to be the same inconsistent defensive team that we have been in the first half of the season, or are we going to improve on that going into the second half season? Right. If we can improve on that, our path to the playoffs is is pretty direct. If not, it's going to be an uphill battle. I really they, they I, I know the Hornets have stated their goal is to not play in the play-in. That means they got to shoot. For beat the these teams you're supposed yeah. to beat. Then got to shoot for the sixth seed. Yep. Right now, Washington is in the sixth seed. We're two, two games behind them, but they but we have played two more no. games than they no. have, and we've beaten them. So Cleveland is nineteen and thirteen. Let me, yeah, okay. let me let me let me you real quick, guys. National media, if y'all don't start giving JB Bickerstaff his damn props, like seriously, like come on, man. Who, who expected Cleveland to be? And I'm gonna say that. this about Cleveland. This is an, hey, that man. If you're, if you're a Hornets fan, this is an ugly stat. Strength of schedule, Hornets third hardest. Second hardest, Cleveland. You gotta give them props, man. Sorry. Yeah. Now they haven't played yeah. as many Western Conference teams as the Hornets have, but they played a tough schedule in their 19 and 13. Uh, Evan Mobley looks as good as advertised. As good as we said he was yeah. gonna look. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they look like a strong team. Um, <laughs> So yeah, hey man, look, I, I, look, I, I, I was hoping we kind of take to get him. I'm like that's our center right there. That's the guy right there. That's that was it. But I mean, we everybody call me crazy. I said that's the guy. Hey, no, you, no, hey man, Jalen Suggs. No, no, Jalen no. Suggs is not that guy. No. Hey, I still have faith that Kai Jones is gonna get his shot next season. I don't know, man. He, I mean, he's too the, much. Too much talent. The upside to, is definitely there. Exactly. Man. Yeah, and I think JB. Real JB has never just thrown anyone into the fire. Right. He didn't do that to Lamelo. He didn't do it to Devontae Graham. He didn't do it to Miles Bridges. PJ Washington was the only guy who was really thrown into the fire. That was more out of necessity yeah. than anything. And uh, I think PJ has produced. I think that Kai Jones is gonna is in the offseason is gonna make some strides. I, I think we all absolutely love Kai Jones's upside. Yeah. We he was the number two man. projected center in the the draft. It was Evan Mobley and then Kai Jones. So. So maybe, so maybe something. we have to have a little bit of patience. No, 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 no. We're okay. Hornets fans. Okay. We don't know what patience. Trade, is. matter of fact, trade Nick Richards and Kai Jones from Miles Turner. 
There, there you, you go. go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I got it. Champion, <laughs> championship parade will be on a Tuesday <laughs> this year. I hate you. All right. Shout outs. Uh, we'll let the. We'll, I, will we'll, shout out, I will give a shout out to Kimball Walker. Yes, that was going to be my uh, shout out, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got benched uh, unfairly. Health and safety protocols came. Even though the Knicks are not a great basketball team, Kim Walker is, pretty, is, is still a pretty damn good player. Uh, triple double on Christmas yesterday. Uh, the man just had to get adjusted to the system and, and, and get acclimated to his new teammates. And so ho- hopefully Tom Thibodeau continues to play this young man as he gets acclimated. Actually, the, the rest of his teammates need to acclimate. Ju- what happened to Julius Randle? He played good yesterday, but that was the first good game. He yeah, had I mean, he, he got paid and forgot how to play. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Who could have seen that coming? Woo, career year. <laughs> <laughs> career year. Contract year. Woo, everybody knows that's coming. <laughs> Guys, what you got? Uh, I'm going to shout out uh, the fans because I need y'all to go to NBA.com and vote uh, for All-Star. Players, okay. I just filled my normal Hornets. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, I know. I know that Gordon Hayward should make the All Star team, but I don't care. I don't care. I don't I'm care. voting for I'm him, for him. and that's care. what you should do if you are a Hornets fan. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to vote for Aaron Gordon. No, no, no. Don't vote for it, Demar Derozan. Hey man, look, don't do that. Look, look. Hornets fans have suffered enough. There's, it, there's nothing wrong with some blind fans. Guys, there's nothing wrong with, with a blind fan. I, ra- I would rather. There be a thousand Homerist posts in the group. Is that word Homerist? Hey, we just Homer, made it up yeah. today. So. Then, then Homer all these Homer. negative posts from people who feel like they're being objective about the Hornets. I don't care please. about your objectivity Man, because please. it's not real objectivity. Man, so go vote for everyone on the Hornets. To be more the like fans. delusional. We need, we need to be. We need more delusion in our groups. Like true, <laughs> yeah. Like, we like, need to match like, the like, Panthers like, group like, delusion like, with the Hornets group delusion. <laughs> well, before yeah, like, 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 Caruso was like the second coming of Jesus last year. We need to make that Cody Martin for our team. Hey, okay, hey, real quick. Who would you rather have, Alex Caruso or Malik Monk, if you're the Lakers? Alex Caruso. Caruso. You know what? I'm watching the game last night, and I'm thinking, Monk is doing all the stuff Caruso used to do, but worse. <laughs> so... I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Stop, man. I'm just saying. Um, shout out to uh the fans who are continue to watch. Shout shout out to all the Panthers fans who are still watching the Panthers. God bless y'all. God bless every Panthers fan who is still. In went this to the game. game. Shout out, yeah. special shout out to the Panthers fans who actually went to the game. Yes. Shout, shout y'all out. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, my second shout out is pretty somber. Uh, I have to say rest in peace to the officer Mia Goodwin, who was killed in the line of duty last week, man, by not a drunk driver, but just somebody who decided that they wasn't gonna get over in the left-hand lane and hit four police cars. Unfortunately, one of those officers who was in the car was Mia Goodwin. Man, just my sincerest condolences to everybody who knew her, her family, her friends, her fellow officers. Just a 
incredibly sad situation, man. So just shout out to her, man. Continue to raise money for the family. Um, shout out to I think Water Bean Coffee had a had a little fundraiser for it that's raised over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, man. So shout out to Water Bean Coffee. Yeah, all you that. Blue Lives Matter people out there, this you is go go prove it. There you go. This is your chance. If Blue Lives Matter, please go chance. prove it. So if you got the blue line flag on your car and you not, then yeah, don't be a hypocrite. That, there you go. Also, so. Charlotte, on that note. Drive like you got some damn sense. Please, good God. God. Man, I want our Christmas. God damn. I almost got four accidents. Lord have mercy, man. True story. I was driving Friday, and there was a guy, four cars in front of me. He literally just, just for whatever reason, veered off the road and hit the damn light rail. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) cut him off. Nobody. He just veered off the road and hit the damn ramp. you know what I what I hate? Huh. I look at my review and I see the person behind me looking at their phone. Drive like y'all got It's not worth it. I don't I don't I don't I don't care if you're tweeting about how bad Gordon Hayward is. It's not worth it, man. Miles Turner. Miles Turner needs to be traded. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't. I don't want to rest in peace any of our our fans. You know, Seriously, man, we right? we love we love all of y'all, even the ones who disagree with exactly. us. Man, we love y'all too, man. So I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Hey, man! And, um, by the time we come back, it's gonna be a new year. Y'all. It's gonna be New Year, old Panthers. <laughs> by the time you see us again, we have the title for next week's show. Thank yeah, you, New Year, Kyle. old Panthers. But watch them win. Watch, watch them, them do, win, though. Do something stupid and win. Um, no, no, no! You have to be pessimistic, like. We've been pessimistic and they've been losing. So we have to keep this going because we need a good draft pick at this point. Like who? No, no more optimism. No Come more on, optimism. Come on, you time to play quarterback? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, Pickett from Pittsburgh. He the savior, bro. If we draft Kenny Pickett. <laughs> if we draft K- Kenny Pickett. Kick it for Pickett. If yeah. we draft Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I'll tear down all my, my Panther shrine. I'll just tear it down. Look, look, I got another one. Go ahead for Sam. And Miles Man will be like, we're gonna have Pickett, Cam, and Sam <laughs> Darnold. We're gonna put a quarterback system next season. <laughs> College shit. College shit. Uh, hey, y'all have a great, great end of uh 2021. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> Kick it for Pickett. <laughs>